Okay, we are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perik Bey's Pasuk Aleph, and as we see from the first Pasuk of Perik Bey's, Hadavar Asher Chazar Yeshayahu Ben Amotz Ayehuda V'Yushalayim. This is what Yeshayahu Ben Amotz prophesied on Yushalayim. It's almost identical language to Pasuk Aleph, Perik Aleph. <coughs> Excuse me, but that's where the resemblance ends. As um, Radak says, and let me quote it to you, after Perik Aleph stated the punishments, the apocalyptic end of days, the terrible uh, prophecies of doom and with no way out, um, this does Omar HaNechama, this is the polar opposite, Pasuk Beis. Why? Because as we're going to see, we're talking about Achris Hayamim, which is shorthand for the Mashiach, a rebuilt base Hamikdash, a universal recognition that Hashem is the only Kaddish Baruch Hu, recognized by the entire world and we are going to see a beautiful vision of the future. And so you go to Pasuk Beis. <coughs> Again, the Radak says, Whenever it says Achris Hayamim, that is the Mashiach. So what is going to happen? The mountain of Kaddish Baruch Hu, we're talking about the Bayes, uh, the Beis Hamikdash, on Har Maria, is going to be established on the top of the mountain. The Nisa Migvos, it will be raised above the valleys. It will be upper than ever before. The Niharu, a love Kol Hagoyim, and like a river, all the nations of the world will flow to it. The metaphor of a mountaintop is very significant because what the Mephoshim say is three great things happen to the B'nai Israel on mountaintops. One, of course, Har Sinai, giving of the Torah. Two, Har Tavar, where Devorah and her general Barak defeated the Assyrians. Three, Har Carmel, where Eliyahu defeated the priests of the Baal. This event will be greater than all of them. And moreover, there is another kind of parish that says that the mountaintop was traditionally the place of Avodah They built their idols, they built their Asheros, they built their monuments to the Baal on mountaintops. This will now completely end the eras of Avodah Zorah, and the mountaintop will be one thing, a rebuilt by Beis Hamikdash. And now, Vaholchu Amin Rabin, the nations of the world are going to gather as if on a prearranged signal. Vaomru, and they're going to say, Lechu Nalel Har Hashem. Let us all go up to the mountain of the Lord, El Beis Elokei Yaakov, to the house of uh, the God of Yaakov. Question, why do we single out Yaakov, not Avram Yitzhak? Because Yaakov, remember, established that first Mizbeach at Beit El. And Beit El is where Har Hamoria stands, so it is associated with him. 
They are going to follow the ways of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and they're going to go after all the laws and the halachos, etc. Why? And this now, this last phrase, this famous phrase, is the Navi speaking. That Again, the Radak says, He's explaining why this flow uh, coming to Yerushalayim, because from Yerushalayim will come the word of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And now he will judge among the Goyim. Who will judge? Says the Radak, The Moshiach will now arbitrate or adjudicate rather all the disputes nations have of war and peace and I'm quoting from Radak any war between them any battle or disagreement the Moshiach will decide all disputes Shehu Adon Kolhamim, because the Mashiach is recognized as the Adon of all the nations, Behu Yochiach Lahem, and they will accept his rulings. In other words, any dispute that is adjudicated by the Melchizedek will be accepted as that's it, that is the law. Um, and now what happens as a result? There will be no more disputes. There are going to be no more war, no more even religious differences because it's one B'nai Yisrael under their leadership. Now the famous line, they will beat their swords into their plowshares, their spears into pruning forks. They, they will not have the need of war materials. They won't be using the metal for armaments and spears and chariots. They will not lift swords against each other, and they will not learn war anymore. I recommended once before I do it again, Enthusiastically, Rav Schwab, Seichet Tzadik Levracha, has a beautiful sefer on Yeshayahu, totally exclusively on Yeshayahu. And he points out very wryly and paradoxically that this Pasuk, as we know, they shall beat their swords into their plowshares, uh, into pruning hooks, the spears into pruning hooks. Guy will not lift his sword against Guy, is written at the entrance of the United Nations, right here on 47th Street and 1st Avenue. And as Rip Schwab points out, it is so ironic that that is a place, one, where wars continue and nations continue to fight each other, and two, it is a cesspool of anti-Semitism we've seen. So despite the wonderful sentiments emblazoned on the walls of the UN, that part of the prophet has not come true, at least on 47th and 1st Avenue. So again, repeats the Navi, Beis Yaakov, Lechuv, Nechav, or Hashem, let us go in the aura of the light. Now, there is a uh, disapproval of B'nai Yisrael, a jab as you are, because what we're worried about now 
is that B'nai Yisrael may not be equal to the task. They are going to be the, the um, examples to the whole world of Torah and Kaddish Baruch Hu and mitzvos, etc. Can they do it? We know their past. And so the Navi Yishayon goes into that. He says, Ki You, Kaddish Baruch Hu, have left at a certain time Beis Yaakov. Kimalumi Kedem, Why? Kimalumi Kedem literally means they have turned to the Eastern philosophies. Really, the Onanim uh, Kaplishtim. They followed the, the deities of the Plishtim. They followed the necromancers, the uh, sorcerers, etc. Yashpiku, a very interesting phrase. And if the children of Nachrim, of Gentiles, Yashpiku, they rejoice. What does that mean? Let me quote the Radak, Ozrim Torahs Hashem, Umipsaskim Besefer Hakshufim Vanachushim. They just immerse themselves in the magical, in the supernatural of the of the Gentiles. And what happens as a result of that is they interrelate, they assimilate, and out of that has to come the intermarriages and the children of intermarriages, and this is what has so corrupted them. Atimale Artso, and now, interestingly, the Navi says, what is the root of the failure of B'nai Yisrael that is so angry at the Kaddish Baruch Hu? It is a hunger for avarice, for Money for gold. It's a relentless attempt to accumulate gold for no reason other than to have it. But Timole Artsa Keset the Zahav, they filled it with silver and gold. The Ain Kitsay Latsroso, there was no limit to their treasuries. But Timole Artso Susim, the Ain Ketzala Marcharoso, they filled it with horses. We have learned that the horses were a symbol of great wealth. It was like a sign you were very wealthy. The Ain Ketzala Marcharoso, there's no limit to the chariots you needed to the well. This, of course, has to refer to Shlomo HaMelech, who did all of this. He assembled great wealth, the Navi tells us, went repeatedly back to Egypt, cornering the market on horses and chariots. But next, what happens? The next step is the Elilim. You absorb the idols. And this is what happened with Shlomo, the Maseh, and we see immediately after Shlomo, Yeruvah. That's where he took the gold to build those two golden calves uh, in the northern tribal area. And so we see that as a result of uninhibited accumulation of wealth comes, as sure as day follows night, idol worship. what their own fingers made. In other words, how could they be so ridiculous that they, what they craft with their hands, that becomes their gods. And the Kaddish Baruch who became very angry with them and will not forgive them to a degree. And in the end of days, continues the Navi, when this is of those who were cruel to Israel, those who oppressed it, 
They will hide out of fear of their lives under rocks and in crevices from the fear of the Kaddish Baruch and his awesome power. The haughty eyes, now comes the next thing. It is accumulation of wealth and it is, believe it or not, arrogance. The arrogance of man is what is so angered the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Eineg va'os adam shafel v'sach ruach anashim v'niskar Hashem liyada v'yadu. Their arrogance has caused them to leave the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kiyom l'Hashem tzvos al kol ge'ev v'rom al kol nisa v'sher. The day is coming where the arrogant will be brought down, the haughty will be fallen. And now the following come just metaphor after metaphor for the haughtiness, the arrogance. Like the tall cedars of Lebanon, Harim, they lift themselves around Asim, uh, elevate. That is a lesser sort of cypress trees. In other words, it goes by a class system. Those that accumulate great wealth, they're like the cedars of Lebanon in their arrogance. Those that less are like the Arzeh HaBashan. Above on the high mountains, they dwell with their arrogance. On all the elevated valleys. In other words, it is arrogance that is propelling them. Every tall tower. Every fortified wall. And they immerse themselves in the ships of Tarshish. It is a metaphor, Tarshish, for the greatest commercial empire at the time. The maritime port of Tarshish, we saw Shlomo's relationship with it. It was way up north, probably in modern-day Syria. And the, the, everything of Tarshish, the commercialization, every palace that's a day with marble that came from Tarshish, they are obsessed with. And then he will bring these people down. The Kaddish Baruch will stand alone. It is interesting. Rambam tells us that in all our lives, when pursuing mitzvot and pursuing our actions, we've got to take the shvil hazahav, as it were, the middle path. In other words, neither extreme, with the exception of two character uh, traits, gaiva, arrogance, um, and chaos, anger. In those, the Rambam says, those are the only two, you go to the opposite extreme of having them to not have them at all. There is no middle road when it comes to gaiva and anger. And this is what has happened, this is why B'nai Yisrael had lost it. Uvo b'moros surimu b'mechilo, they will come into caves and rocks, afar, dust, mipnei pachar Hashem, umei hargar, jenono, b'kumo la'aretz ha'aretz, they will hide in fear of the Kaddish Baruch, they will growl into rocks and crevices and caves. By Yom Hahu Yashlicha Adam as Elilei Kaspo, he will throw away his Elilim that he's made with silver, as Elilei Zahavo, and that he's made with gold, Asher Asulo Lishtachavos, Lachpar Perus Ulatzalaifim. Very interesting phrase. He will throw them into the dirt. Peros is like moles that 
dwell in the ground. So Atalefim is bats. It means two different mafarshim. One is he will throw them underground where moles and bats, these filthy vermin and rodents dwell. The other is that they and themselves, Peirosalatalefim, were what they made their icons of. They crafted images of bats and moles to worship. How absurd can you be? So love of Benikbros Hatsurum of Sufe Haslaim, Mibne Pachat Hashem, out of fear of the Kodesh Baruchu, they will throw them, they will hide themselves in, in anything that can conceal them, in a Pachat Hashem from the fear of the Kodesh Baruchu, who may Hadar Gono from his greatness, but Kumola Aros Aros when he comes and it occupies the land. And finally, Chidlochem Min Adama, a plea to Bene Yisrael. Stop following man. Stop putting all your faith in man. Hashem Yeshama Ba'apo. What is he? He's been given in the Shama through his nostrils, his breath. The only thing that keeps him going is that he breathes. He has no magic answers. He has no power other than what the Kaddish Baruch is. What is he to be considered of? So we end with a plea. Stop putting our reliance in man and start putting it in the Kodesh Baruch And just when you think we are now in an era of Nevius, of world peace, a vision of the predominance of the Jewish people, the predominance of the temple to all the world, to light to the Garlin, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, we slide back into an apocalyptic prediction and vision of a world to come. Ad Khan.